I'm Anthony DiUri. I'm a partner in Bills and Sunberg's Land Use and Government Relations Group. I'd like to welcome you to Bills and Sunberg's interview series, Old Structures, New Purpose, Mastering the Practice of Adaptive Reuse. In this series, we explore this timely and salient issue from both the business and legal perspective. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Javier Avignon, the practice group leader of Bills and Sunberg's Land Use and Government Relations Group. We have the pleasure of speaking with Javier in regards to one of the iconic areas of Miami, the Miami River. Javier, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So, the Miami River, the city was founded on it. The city wouldn't exist without the river. And it is centrally located. It's bounded by downtown Miami to the north, Brickell to the south. In fact, it is the dividing line between Brickell and uh, downtown Miami. Um, but they don't look at these areas as a singular neighborhood, so to speak. They all have their unique character and individual traits. And along with that, the influx of development dollars have changed over time. We're seeing more of it now into increasing areas of the river in both commercial and residential uh, developments. Given the nature of uh, interest in the Miami River area for development, balanced with the environmental concerns of the area. We're very lucky to have you here with us today as you have uh, been involved in some of the uh, most important developments uh, of recent memory uh, on the Miami River. So thank you for joining us in regards to your experience that you are uniquely capable of addressing uh, in regards to your projects. Javier, Miami might be best known uh, for its beaches, but the Miami River is very central to the heartbeat of the city. Can you give us a brief orientation uh, on the river and its history? Yeah, sure. So the river is actually um, often not the first thing that you think of when you think of Miami. As you said, uh, Miami is surrounded by a lot of water. Uh, and, and the bay and Miami Beach are often the, sort of the first things that you, that you think of when you think of Miami. Um, but the river has served a, a very important purpose in Miami's history since, uh, since its founding. Um, it runs from the, the mouth of the river, runs uh, you know, from the bay, from the heart of Brickell, a very important uh, area of our community, and it goes all the way through and, and, and transects several other communities um, that have their own unique character. And so the, the river is one of those uh, elements that actually carries over uh, you know, various communities and, and various uses. So it's, uh, it's very much a working uh, waterfront. It prides itself on its industrial background um, and its industrial character. And at the same time, based on its geographic location, there's, uh, there's a variety of other active uses, residential uses, uh, commercial uses. Um, and so it lends itself to a real mixed uh, community. And so how have development trends um, evolved over time here? Has, has it become a place where developers are now focusing on the opportunities for pipeline? Uh, maybe this is the, the, new, the waterfront of the future now that the Bay waterfront's pretty much developed out? Yeah, so there's, there's always been a, a push and pull, if you will, with the, with the river because of the, the, the need and desire to preserve the industrial character and the industrial uses. I mean, there are um, certain uh, industrial uses, marina-related uh, uh, and marine related uh, where they're working on large vessels uh, and, and really the river serves as 
the best place to continue to house those uses. And so oftentimes there's a, again a push and pull with that and residential and commercial uses they don't always lend themselves to being um, the best of neighbors. And so trying to find that balance uh, between keeping and, and, and supporting those industrial uses that are so important, uh, while at the same time um, allowing for adaptive reuse of, uh, of, ex of, of some structures for commercial uses, restaurants and other food and beverage outlets, as well as you know, residential components, hotel and lodging components, is something that um, is something that's critical to the success of, of the river and the future of the river. What types of uses do you see as uh, in demand for uh, the Miami River? And um, in that regard, how do you see developers meeting those demands through adaptive reuse? Yeah, so, you know, the, the river, uh, as we talked about, really connects all the way um, almost from the airport all the way down to, uh, to the bay. And so, you know, the, the use of watercraft to get to and from adds another element versus just your traditional, you know, other modes of transportation like, like a car. So, so you know, it, it's important to offer uh, the ability to have some food and beverage outlets, uh, have lodging. Those are the uses that I think are going to be more prevalent as, as we move forward because they're a natural uh, connector to, to some of the existing uses. Um, again, the marinas that are on the river are working marinas, but they, they also serve you know, private watercraft of, of, of folks that want to be able to hop on and, 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 and off their, their vessels and, and be connected to other, other uses along the river. Are there special environmental or zoning concerns that developers should be aware of specifically um, if they're targeting the Miami River area for purposes of their, their newest project? Absolutely. I, I mean, the, the environmental concerns are, are probably more prevalent within uh, or, or environmental items that one needs to think about and evaluate are probably more prevalent in the river. Um, there, there's a manatee protection plan. Um, there's a, a limitation of the number of vessels that one can have. There's, you know, there's a, there's a desire by, by many to be able to add uh, additional uh, marine uses as a, as a ancillary use to, to perhaps the, either the food and beverage outlet or the, or the commercial use or even, or even the residential use. And it's important to evaluate um, what one can actually put based on the regulatory framework behind the Manatee Protection Plan as well as the existing industrial uses. Um, there's also a, a, a series of bridges that uh, transcend the river um, and, and understanding and knowing that activity in conjunction with what your proposed use is is, is critical to you know, the success of, of a project in, in the river. So it sounds like it's not just what's in the book. You do need to really understand how to balance the interests of the working river with the development and that's where your experience on these specific projects has come into hand. Absolutely. The, the river has additional regulatory agencies and oversight including for instance the Miami River Commission in addition to the City of Miami and Miami-Dade County's uh, Department of Environmental Resources. So there are a series of agencies that all have a, a different regulatory framework and a different regulatory look that they take um, at any you know, proposals that happen along the river. Javier, given the changes we've seen along the Miami River, um, what do you think the future holds? Let's say we look out 10 years from now and we can look back. 
How do you think that interest will be balanced? What does the future of the Miami River look like to you in your mind? Yeah, I think you're going to continue to see a profound interest in redevelopment on the river. And again, balancing the existing important industrial working waterfront uses with adding a healthy balance of other uses um, is something that I think uh, we're going to continue to, to see. I think we're going to see um, the, the, an interest in adding a different dimension to the river than we've seen before. Um, I think uh, having new uses come in and connecting those uses vis-a-vis -vis a, a, a walkability. Um, river landing, as an example, is a, is a newer development um, that came through um, that has a mix of uses. It has office uses and, and, and retail uses, food and beverage uses, um, as well as residential. And the, the, the building that they have there really complements um, the river uh, and is an ode to the river, the landscape, the walk, working uh, waterfront that they have with respect to the walkway is something that I think will continue to be added to as new uses come in. And so you're, it, it will add a, a, a new dimension to the river. And that's the project, the uh, River Landing Project, a project that you worked on uh, intimately here at uh, Bills and Sunberg. A lot of outside of the box thinking was required uh, to get that accomplished. I think that that experience is definitely invaluable. Um, in uh, future opportunities uh, for redevelopment. And it's a great example actually of a project that um, is immediately adjacent to a, another project that, that the firm and, and that I worked on, uh, the Merrill Stevens uh, Adaptive Reuse, um, an existing very important, very critical industrial um, uh, development um, that, that really uh, has, has transformed into a state-of-the-art uh, use and is immediately adjacent uh, to the river landing project and, and they, they work very well together. Um, and, and so again, to the, the finding the balance between sort of the importance of the industrial working waterfront with the, the need for the new uh, residential, commercial, office uses is something that can be uh, thoughtfully done and accomplished. And in, in my mind, it just adds to the character of the river. What makes this a unique uh, neighborhood in Miami and very desirable, not just from the standpoint of a potential developer, but from the standpoint of commercial and uh, residential users of the Miami River. Javier, thank you very much for joining us. That was really a, uh, an excellent uh, overview of where we come from as a city around the Miami River, where we are today, and where we can move to in the future and balancing all the interests that um, are involved in the Miami River. So thank you for joining us today on another episode of our interview series. My pleasure, thank you for having me. We look forward to bringing you the next episode of our interview series, Old Structures, New Purpose, Mastering the Practice of Adaptive Reuse. <laughs>